Welcome to Refresh, a podcast designed to revive, recharge, and renew your faith and give you the tools to follow Jesus. Refresh comes to you from the Salvation Army in Gwinnett County, Georgia. We meet in person every Sunday at 1030 a.m. or online on Facebook and YouTube at Sal Army Gwinnett. We are excited that you have joined us this week and pray that God will bring his word to life. And now for our speaker. Good morning, everybody. It is so good to be with you all in person today and to be with you online. We're so excited that you've joined us this morning. And I am so excited to be able to uh, bring the good news, the message this morning. Uh, as a part of our, uh, the first Sunday of our Advent season. And I have to tell you that when Captain asked me um, way back, I guess it was the beginning of November maybe, uh, to, to do this, and then I saw what the, the, our series was, Hopeful Expectation, I got chills. I just had this excitement. I didn't even know what we were, I was going to preach on, but I just got this excitement all over me because there is something exciting when you when you think of the word hopeful the words hopeful expectation right we're anticipating something and even as peter says we're eagerly anticipating something and i just love being a person who gives good news right the theme itself just oozes with positivity right it just is something that i hope as believers when we think of hopeful expectation, that uh, we just uh, have something stirring within our, ourselves, especially in a world in 2020, when there's so much chaos, and there's so much turmoil, and there's so much bad news, we as God's children should be the bearers of good news and have hopeful expectation for not just this season, but our, in our lives. So I hope that you come anticipating. I hope you come with expectation today as we open up God's word together and we hear what he has to say with, for us. Because I, I, and I have studied and I have, I've done my due diligence to do that in regards to this text, but I have to tell you, I do believe God has a specific word for each of us this morning. Do you believe that? Do you come with that anticipation, with that expectation this morning that he's going to speak to your heart? Because, you know, Peter in his, in his letters to the church, and his letter was to those who were exiled, right? To those who were scattered all over the place. Why were they scattered? Because they were living in tumultuous times. They were living in turmoil. They were living in a time where they were being persecuted, and even so, in his second letter, they were living in a time where there were false prophets who were coming out and saying all kinds of things. And so he, he brought to them this reminder. How many of us need to be reminded this morning? Reminded of God's goodness. Reminded that there is hope in Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 1.1 tells us that he, it, we just don't have hope in Christ. He is our hope. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Maybe I just need to repeat that again. He is our hope. Amen. We don't have just hope in, a, in, in some random object, right? We don't hope in some random thing. We hope, our hope is in Jesus Christ. That's what we just sung in that song that we uh, had just sung previous, right? Jesus, Messiah, all our hope is in you. All the glory to you, God, the light of the world. Light came down into darkness. 
and it shone brightly. And that light was the light of the world. It was Jesus Christ. And the light he brings, he brings into our hearts this morning. Amen? Amen. Well, I love the Christmas season. I love, I love what we do in remembrance in, during the Advent season. It is remembering, right? It's remembering Jesus who came, Emmanuel, God with us. And so usually we start there, but in this particular Advent season series, we're actually going to fast forward because you know that there are three Advents in the Bible, right? There's the Advent where Christ comes as a baby, and all of that is prophesied in the Old Testament. The books of Isaiah and Jeremiah, all of that, we see the foretelling of Jesus Christ coming to earth as a baby, our Savior, the Messiah, who the Jewish people, the children of Israel, were eagerly awaiting. Do you know that there were 400 years between when the prophets spoke that until it actually happened, and in those 400 years, it was silent. Can you imagine living in, in silence, not hearing that good news, that hopeful expectation of Jesus coming? They lived by the word which was told that was written down, but they, for 400 years, it was silent. But folks, I want to tell you today, we don't live in a silent world. God is speaking. Oh my goodness. Did you have your second cup of coffee today? I know I can't hear them that are sitting on their couch right now, but I should hear you. God is still speaking in our day. We have hopeful expectation because he is not silent. His word speaks to us. If we have a relationship with him, he speaks to us. Amen? I, you know, I love the Christmas season. I love all that it brings. I love the remembering that it brings to our hearts and to our minds. And Peter, again, if, if you'll open up in your scripture to uh, chapter 3 of 2 Peter, he is reminding the believers once again about something that is critical. He's reminding them. And I, and I know that our verses start with uh, 8 going through 13, but I actually want to back up um, to uh, the beginning of this letter, or beginning of this chapter, I should say. And it says this, Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. And as I was reading that, as I was preparing, that stopped me in my tracks. I'm reminding you to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want to I tell you this morning, and I want to start out by saying, hope, if we're going to have hopeful expectation, then we need to be a people who have wholesome thinking. We need to be a people who are thinking pure thoughts. Now, I'm not talking about necessarily our minds going the way of the world in regards to, you know, any kind of, of um, perversion or anything like that. I'm saying to us as believers, because he was speaking to believers, that we need to do what Philippians 4.8 says. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is good, whatever is praiseworthy, think on these things. Why does Peter remind them of that? Because there's so much going around them at this time that could have their minds going here and there and everywhere, and, and, and it'll take them away from the hope to which they have. Does this sound familiar to us this morning? How many of you watch the news nowadays? 
If you watch it for more than, I'm going to give it 20 minutes, but really after 10 minutes, you're going to hear it on repeat and you're going to hear bad news over and over and over again. You look across the, the, the scroll of the feed there and it tells you how many um, cases we have of COVID and, and the project projections and we're going into a dark winter and, and all of this. That's not hopeful news. But you and I, as believers, we have hopeful expectation. Because Jesus has come. Because our hope is in Jesus. Our hope is not in the news of the world. Our hope is not in the culture of the world. It's not what we see on TV. And so we have to train our minds to have wholesome thinking. Peter's reminding the believers of this time that, and I would say that it's as relevant today as it was back then. We need to be people who are thinking on things of God. How do we do that? We need to be in his word. We need to be saturating our minds with God's word because in his word is hope. In his word is truth. And in his word, we can stand right? We stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ, who is the Word. And so this morning, I would just say to you, before we even move forward into the passages that have been given us today, that we need to be people who have wholesome thinking. Things around us may look bleak. There may be relationships that need repairing, situations that need fixing, dreams that need to be recaptured, physical bodies that need healing, impossibilities that need to be turned around. But we are not without hope. Our hope is not in an event. It's not in an election. Our hope is not in a situation or a circumstance. It's not in what we can or cannot do or what anybody else can or cannot do for us. Our hope is not in the government. Our hope is in Jesus Christ alone. And we also need to recall these words that God has given to us. We can't look to our culture or our friends to write the narrative of hope. Hope is found in Christ alone. Amen? Amen. If that doesn't give you hopeful expectation, woof! Peter addresses the believers in this way, and we need reminding this morning of the same things. The second thing I want to say is hopeful expectation is found in remembering that God's ways are not our ways. If we look at uh, verse 8... <clears throat> He says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Oh, are we sometimes very impatient with God? God, you're not acting on my timetable, in my timeline. I asked you for this. Right? I want my family to have this, my relationships to have this. Sometimes God doesn't answer on our timetable, but he is not slow in keeping his promise. And the promise that they're talking about right now, it goes back to this. In keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth. Jesus is not slow in coming back. We wait, just like they did for Jesus' first coming, the second advent that they waited for was the Holy Spirit, right? They gathered together in the upper room, and they prayed, and they waited. 
for his coming. And because of those two events, we know and we can, we can stake our claim that Jesus is coming again. He is not slow concerning his promises. But he tells us that instead he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. If we're going to have hopeful expectation, we need to know Jesus Christ first and foremost. So if there is anybody who is watching us on this feed or even in this room today who does not know Jesus as your personal Savior, and you, you are feeling hopeless and you are feeling in despair, let me tell you the good news of Jesus Christ. You can have him as your personal Savior. All you have to do is repent, confess your sins, and claim him as your Lord and Savior and live your life for him. It's as simple as that. And then we can have the hopeful expectation, right? But he's saying that God is not slow. Who would ever have thought that God would have chosen a young girl to give birth, a virgin to give birth to the hope of the world, or that the king of kings would be found lying in a manger because there was no room for him. We try so hard to logically work things out according to our own understanding, don't we? We try so hard to, to, to figure out why things are happening, and sometimes we just can't because God's ways are not our ways. We get frustrated when we don't see God working in the way we think he ought to, or when his timing doesn't match ours. Hopeful expectation, hopeful expectation is anchored in God's purposes and his promises, not ours. His purpose was to redeem the world. His purpose was to bring Jesus as a baby, to, to come as Savior, Messiah, for a bigger purpose. And that was to redeem the world and all that sin had corrupted. That is the purpose of why Jesus come, has come. And he says, I'm going to come back. You can bank on it. But I'm not slow in my keeping. I'm doing in my I'm not slow in keeping my promises. I'm doing this because I want all to come to know me. I want to give others my family members who don't know the Lord, your family members who don't know the Lord, your friends who don't know the Lord. So we can rejoice in a way in God's patience with us. Amen. Hopeful expectation is found in remembering that God's ways are not our ways. So we look to you, Lord. We look to him. We look to the promises in his word that tells us you're living your life right now for a greater purpose. And you might experience trials of various kinds, but don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. I'm coming again. And when I come, it's because I've restored everything back to its rightful place, and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. We kind of fantasize sometimes um, the, the, the good news of that, don't we? We, we say that we're going, we're, we're going to go to heaven. It's going to be a reality like we live in now, except for it's going to be perfect. I remember we lived in Florida, and it was, I was picking up my husband from his time. I was picking him up at the airport from his time. He was coming back from ICO. And I went and I looked at the, the sunset one last time just kind of by myself. And it was a beautiful, glowing, orange sunset. 
And I remember the Lord speaking to my heart, saying, you see how beautiful that painting is to you right now? And that's in a corrupt world. Imagine how much more beautiful it will be in glory. Hopeful expectation. Hopeful expectation. Hopeful expectation looks forward. It keeps our eyes on the horizon. There are three times in this portion of scripture that Peter tells them, as you look forward to the day, right? We see, we see that in uh, verse 12. It says, you ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speeding its coming. Then verse 13, but in keeping with this promise, we are looking forward. And then verse forward, so then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this. Peter knew something about looking forward, didn't he? Do you remember a story where he sees Jesus coming on the water and looking like, looking like it was a ghost? But he says, Lord, if it's you, call me out to you. So he comes out and he walks on the water and he looks at Jesus. And when he's looking at Jesus, what happens? He's fine, right? He's assured. He has confidence. He's walking with purpose. And then all of a sudden, the waves start to splatter around him. And he looks down. And what happens? He begins to sink. There's a reason. There's a message here for us. And this is the message that I asked the Lord, if there's one thing that we need to take from today, God, what is it? And he says, I want my people to look forward. Too many times they're looking down. That was alluded to in the call to worship so beautifully. We're looking down at our devices. We're looking down at our circumstances. We're looking down at the things that are happening around us. And we're forgetting to keep our eyes on the horizon. We're forgetting to fix our eyes on the author and the finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ. And he says, so many times there, my children are in depression. My children are in despair because of the circumstances that they are surrounded by. And I believe the Lord is saying to us today, lift your eyes up. Lift your eyes up and look at me intently and I will guide you. When we're looking down, we can't see where we're going, and we certainly can't guide other people, can we? But when we're looking forward, we can walk with purpose and assurance, knowing where we're going. And Jesus tells us where we're going. He says, we are looking forward to it, or Peter tells us what we're looking forward to. We are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Now, I am purposefully not going to concentrate on all the stuff that it says is going to happen. But you need to read it because it's truth. And we don't suppress the truth. He doesn't tell us these things to make us fearful. He doesn't tell us these things to make us worrisome. He doesn't tell us these things for anything but to help us as his children to know what's going to happen. And then he says, look at me. Look at me. And we see this happening. And in, in again, I, I use the news as a, an example. We look at the news and we see all the things that are so depressing. I mean, we don't even want to go out of our houses. We look at, we look at uh, our relationships and we get consumed by the things that we don't have control over. And we're looking down. And the Lord this morning, through Peter's word, is telling us, look up. Look up. 
There's hopeful expectation today. There's hopeful expectation. What you're experiencing right now is temporary. What you're going to experience is eternal. See, that's the news, is that there's an earthly hope and there's a heavenly hope, an eternal hope. Our earthly hope is optimism at best. I wish, I think, I hope something will happen. I sure can't wait till COVID is over. But you know what? If COVID remains, my hope is still in the Lord. My hope is still in the Lord because his promises are true. His promises. Read Psalm 91 and you will get a sense of the hope of what God has, has given to us as, as, as promise here on earth. He's not left us. He's Emmanuel, God with us. In this Advent season, we live in hopeful expectation of what he's done because we've seen it and we'll probably review that the next few weeks, but also of what's to come. Glory to God in his name. Amen? Amen. Perhaps 2020 is God's way of getting us to live our lives in light of the hope that is set before us. Instead of our present circumstances or our present reality, keeping our eyes on the horizon, the tension that we feel is the need to depend upon God with a greater assurance that he will not falter. He has not failed us. When our eyes get on our circumstances or situations, we tend to let go of the rope. And that's where we begin to fall. Hopeful expectancy is fully relying on God and leaning into his word, his presence and his promise with all our weight. All that we are to... Well, let me go back for a minute. I, in my research, I found out that hope and rope have the same... Hebrew root, which is pretty amazing. When you think of hope, it's concrete. It actually refers to that rope. What did, what did God tell the children of Israel to do in Deuteronomy 6 about the things that had happened? He tells them to tie it around their finger, right? He tells them to tie it around their neck. He tells them to remember. Hope helps us to remember what God has done, and that he has not left us. The hope we have in Christ is greater than our present circumstances. I wonder this morning, do you have hopeful expectation for your life? Do you rely on God's word and what his word says? Or are your eyes glued to the TV or to the newspaper, or to the, the, the internet, and all that it has to offer us. Do you find yourself looking at days gone by and say, man, I wish things were like it used to be? That's human, right? All of us do that. But I want to tell you that God says let go, because your hope is in front of you. Your hope is in front of you. The days to come are greater than you can ever imagine. Are you living a holy life? Because his word in 2 Peter 3 says that as we wait for him, we're to live holy lives. We're to live in hopeful expectation of Christ's return. He's coming back for a spotless, blameless bride. And how we live our lives 
what we listen to, how we treat each other, what choices we make, all these things make a difference and matter concerning his return. Something, the last thing I just want to speak into us this morning is that very thing. It says, since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. Folks, the way that we live our lives is a testimony to others, which means they will know of the salvation of God as well through Jesus Christ, which speeds his coming. God help us. God help us to live holy lives. Maybe this morning you find that your thinking needs to be readjusted. Maybe this morning you found yourself hopeless or in despair. I believe God wants to fill us afresh and anew today with a living hope. He wants to transform our thinking and renew us from the, for the days ahead. The days ahead. When we read the words in here about what's to come, it's daunting. But he wants to give us a hope for that today. So Father, this morning... Your word tells us that your word will go forth and it not, will not return void, but it will accomplish everything for which you've purposed it to. And we thank you for the reminder today in your word that, Lord, we are to be people full of hopeful expectation and that our eyes and our, and our thoughts and our intentions and our motives are to be set on you and your word, and the promises of your word. And that requires intimacy. That requires us to be in your presence every day. It requires, Lord God, of us something that is a space that would allow you to speak to us in our deepest places. I thank you for the reminder that we are to get our eyes off of our circumstances and stop looking all around us at what is going on, but we are to get our eyes focused on you and your word. And I pray that, God, that that would resonate with us even as we leave this place, that we would not be people who, who say we follow you and then we repeat exactly what the news says, or, or, or what we feel in the moment. But no, we would be prophetic people who would call into existence, that, into existence that which is not yet. And we would be people who, says, people who say, no, the Lord is still in control. And we look to him. Father, we thank you so much for the body of believers and we know that, Lord, your word has been an encouragement and it will continue to be even after we leave this place. We thank you for this season of Advent where we recall, where we remember the first coming of Jesus and all that that means to us as your children. We ask you that, Lord God, that you would continue to anoint these times as we meet together and prepare our hearts for you, Jesus. We love you, and we give this time to you in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Refresh. Be sure to hit subscribe and like us on Facebook and YouTube to never miss an episode. If you liked what you heard, be sure to share it with your friends and family. We pray that you will be refreshed and ready to take on your week. See you next time. God bless.